0: Day, we have a video for you. Today, we're getting nerdy and we're talking Disney. There you go. <coughs> excuse-, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Welcome to the show, guys. My name is Rob, host of Ultra Universe Live and Ultra Universe Everyday Heroes. Uh, We cover all sorts of fun topics, from the nerdy and creative to the more serious, I guess. Um, Today, however, (coughs) I should take a breath before I go on. Today, however, we are going to talk some Disney Park um, stuff, Um, and yeah, So if you guys haven't watched this before, this is a roundtable. Roundtables cover various topics. In this particular case, we are covering one theme, which is usually easier for the producers afterwards to fix up. Sometimes they're random, which I think is fun. But, you know, what are you going to do? But today, it's Disneyland, and a little bit of everything. So without further ado, we're going to jump on. But we can't do this without the Disney lady herself, the OG, the Minnie Mouse. It is... Victoria.
1: <laughs> hello, hello, hello.
0: Running in from the last minute for a home run. Um, that's about as good baseball <laughs> metaphor as I can do. So we're going to not continue. Um, all right. So, like I said, we can't do this without the person who knows us the best. And you were just there. So you may or may not have some more insight as well. So first thing up, we're going to go over a couple so-called Disneyland secrets that you probably didn't know. And to make it even more fun, because she was just there, we're going to see if any <laughs> of these actually rang true or if she came across any um, at all. So there's a bunch here. We're just kind of going to pick a random few as we go. But let's see. First one up. So this one I like a lot. California Adventure used to be a parking lot. when. Yes. Disneyland first opened in 1955. California Adventure was over 45 years away. The land for the second theme park was originally more parking lot for Disneyland. So you said yes off the bat. So is that that something you would know or something you had to figure out?
1: Oh, no, that's something I I knew. Uh, California Adventure opened its doors in 2001. And prior to that, um, part of it, part of what is now the park was parking lots. There was also some backstage. They also had to buy some additional land to create California Adventure. But the bulk of it was the parking lots, which is now why the parking lots are in some other strange and odd areas (laughs) a few blocks Uh, away.
0: Yeah. Okay, then. That is why everything is screwed up now. Thanks a lot, California Adventure. Um, All right. Next one here. I thought was kind of funny. The Haunted Mansion, our version, has a working elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes guests underground to a passageway, which leads to the ride show, uh, ride show building somewhere outside of the park's um, Correct.
1: Most part. of the Haunted Mansion ride is technically outside of what visually is the park. So if you were to go straight up from the ride, you would actually be on the outside of Disneyland. And so oh, the elevator okay. takes you down. That's the stretching wall where you see all the pictures stretch out. And then you walk a little hallway and then you get on the oh. doom buggies. And it's D-O-O-M.
0: Uh. Interesting. See, we just it's a wealth of knowledge we never knew we wanted. Um,
1: I know, I know. I'm sorry.
0: Next one up here. And this one is interesting to me. I'm not sure if you you've probably heard of this one. The Buddy Pass can get you on a popular attraction faster. This particular attraction is the Monsters, Inc. Mike and Sully to the Rescue. It allows folks to enter the line at the exit queue and ride with a smaller group who may have waited in the regular line. Do you know anything about that That is one? no longer true. Oh, okay. Okay. So what happened there?
1: Well, it was part of the, um, so in, in especially in, in more of the thrill rides as opposed to Monsters, Inc., Um, you have the, um, I can't, they they use a word for it, but basically it's, it's swap the kid ride. So if you've got two parents want to do a ride, but they have a small child that can't do the ride, then one parent goes, the other one gets off and the other one gets to go back on and doesn't have to wait through the whole line. Now that buddy thing, I think that was very brief. It has not been true. Now there is a, um, uh, there is um, disabled programs. And one of them being if you have a um, trying to think of words, I suddenly can't think of words. Um, if, if you have a cognitive disability, you can get a pass that will allow you to get return times or go to the back door. Now, you don't get to skip the time. And it's the same for if like, you're in a wheelchair. You don't get to skip the time. You get a time to come back that's about the same weight that someone else would have. Now, of course, if it's slow, you get to do that, and you can have up to six people with you.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so they kind of have something, but that particular one is no longer in use.
1: Yeah, the buddy system, I heard about it, but it hasn't been active for a long time that I've heard.
0: Hmm. All right, cool. All right, well, okay. Some of these are going to be untrue now, right? All right, next one up here. The Sleeping Beauty Castle has an attraction inside its walls, a walk-through attraction that retells the story of Sleeping Beauty with uh, interactions, scenes, and and other features as well. So you're already shaking your head. So is that something you can do regularly, or do you have to get special access?
1: No. um, The only time it was closed was after 9-11. It was closed for several years. Because as a landmark... Um, It was not it was not safe. And it's been redone a couple of times. It's really nice. Now, if you're in a wheelchair like I am, um, they actually now have a um, a instead of having to go up these teeny tiny little steps and cross over because literally you're going up and over and down in the castle. Whereas okay. in Disney World, you know, you've actually got a room up there that you can win and things like that. But you don't have any of that in at, at Sleeping Beauty's Castle in Disneyland. And so you can do all that and you can see these great sc- scenes. They're they're really well done. They're practical magic with very little CGI. If you go into um, the, the wheelchair room, which is on, on the first floor, you go in there and you can sit in there and they've got beautiful little things to look at. And then essentially they have someone where you watch on a big screen as if someone was walking through it as if you were walking through it um, without having to go up the stairs and everything else which is really nice and it's a really cool cool setup
0: oh very cool all right well there you go i learned something new that's pretty cool um all right next one here the disneyland resort has a hotel inside the theme park and basically what they're saying is the way it's uh positioned you actually have a special entrance you can go out and you'll be dropped directly into grizzly uh peak uh near that location and you basically kind of bypass the entrance you kind of just go in the back way so is that still viable
1: that is still true so um let me go all the way back to 2001 when paradise pier well what is now called paradise pier was purchased by the disney properties um and it was converted into the paradise pier and is now a disney hotel You actually used to have, over by what's now Goofy's Fly School, there was a separate entrance you could go into if you were at at any of the Disney properties. It was really easy because you basically crossed the street and went into what's a now-closed gate. Um, For California Adventure, you can actually get, or from Grand California to California Adventure, you can walk in the side. You basically, as you get out of there, you're pretty much right in front of the Grizzly Peak um, water ride, water raft. Okay. Now one thing that they have started doing, um, and they started this a couple of years ago before COVID even hit, um, you could only use that entrance. They changed it to only people staying at grand California could use that entrance. Okay. Nobody else could use that entrance into the park. Now I, because at one time, if you were staying anywhere at, um, in any of the three parks, you could do that entrance in and out. Um, I have heard talk that they've started letting people from Paradise Pier use that entrance again, but that was anecdotal. So nothing official from Disneyland. And I will tell you, you still have to go through the same security. You still have the same rules. None of that changes. You just get to have a little sneak side entrance into um, Grand California. You still also have to have... um, your reservation, and your pass. If you don't have both of them, I don't care how much money you paid for your room, you can't get in.
0: That makes perfectly good sense to me. Yeah, I I would agree. All right, the last one on here that I thought was interesting enough to share was the New Orleans Square train plays a special message. Apparently, there is a Morse code coming out of the train track that is relaying the first two lines of his opening day speech. Yes. So what's that about?
1: Um, Well, of course... um, Walt Disney was obsessed with trains, and when he was creating his park, it had to have a train. He actually had in his own backyard, he had built a um miniature train. He could sit on the engine, and the kids could all put in the cars, and um, it, it went around the back of his own backyard. So when he built um, Disneyland, it had to have a train and as you get there so if you're over by haunted mansion but you're kind of off to the side you can hear the morse code the telegraph sound okay. and it was just kind of a, it's it's like a it's like an inside joke it, it's a you know Walt Disney is still here it's just like the light that they leave in his office which is on uh, the yeah. second floor of what is the fire station and that um that's always there to remind us that Walt is always there And that this dream he had, and one of the things he says is, you know, Disneyland will never be complete as long as imagination exists. I know that was paraphrasing his quote, but it just absolutely, um, you got to have those inside things. you got to remember that this park has been around since 1955, and there are still pieces there from the beginning. And that's so cool for people like me.
0: Well, I know, cause especially because you have the new the Librarian series you're doing, you definitely yes. are delving into more of the, the not-so-obvious Disney. You're kind of going into the background Disney that not right. everybody might have read about. So it is cool. I do agree with you. When, anytime I can come across some sort of weird fact or weird show about the stuff that they don't teach you in school, I'm always glued because it's like – Why didn't I know this before? This is like really cool information. So, and again, that's why we got, you know, you are the, my number one Disney aficionado persona. Um, All right, so moving on to the next part here. And again, these are kind of similar to the secrets, but these are uh, supposed tricks that you can use. And again, many of these might be general, maybe many of these may not be true. So the first three kind of actually go together. So I'm gonna loop them really quick and then pass them over. So the first one here, is that uh, ride lines are open until closed. So yes. the example that they said was, if it's the park closes at 10, it's 10 to 10, the ride is a 30 minute wait time, you can still hop in line. The second part of this is that if you want I've to be- I've done that f- many a time. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you have. That's why I'm waiting for your story. Uh, the second part is, you know, if you want to ride in the front, you can apparently just ask. So I'll get your input on that too. And then the third part of this one is, do you want to be a single rider? You can do that too. So. Of those three things, what is the, the truth and the fiction behind all those?
1: So I, I have, I'll give you an example. So back in, I have to do math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is how bad it is. Um, back in, uh, I don't know, It was it was five years ago, whatever that was. Um, so, five years ago, uh, we were there for our anniversary, and my sister, one of my sisters, flew in. And one of my goddaughters came up from San Diego, and we decided to see what I think might have been the last X Men movie or the second to last X Men movie. And um, we get out and, like, oh my God, the park doesn't close for 10 more minutes. Can we make it to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? So we hightailed it over there because at that time, the AMC movie theater next to Disneyland was still open. And Uh, so we hightailed it into there. But the parade just ended. And I had this fabulous cast member by the name of Joseph who saw me in my wheelchair trying to get to the ride because the rest of the family was able to run. And he's like, where are you trying to get? I said, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad before they close the line. So he took his flashlight and he made and he parted a wave for me and we made it to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad with about 3 seconds to spare and they still let us on. And so absolutely. Now, front of of a ride. You know, the front seats. It depends. When it's particularly busy, they generally do not take special requests, obviously. Okay. But, you know, if it's a slow day or there's not a lot of people in line for the ride, or um, you know you go in the off season, you have a really good shot of, hey, can we get in the front? You may have to wait a little longer because they've already queued up people for the next couple of, of cars. But they're right. like, okay, if you can wait a few minutes, yes. So if it is ridiculously busy, please don't ask. Give those cast members a break. But if, it, if it's slow and, and everything's kind of moving, ask a cast member, be willing to wait. You can sit in the front or the back, wherever you prefer, on just about any ride. Okay. And then, okay, what was the third one?
0: And, uh, if you want to be the single rider in there, you can apparently ask as well.
1: Well, yes, and it depends. They will never pair you with somebody you don't know, so you will never share a seat with somebody you don't know. Okay. But there are several of what we call the e-ticket rides, referring back to when you had A, B, C, D, E tickets that you actually pulled out to do certain rides um, so things like Guardians of the Galaxy or Rise of the Resistance or any of those things. No, Rise of the Resistance does not have a single rider line yet, but um, screaming does. There's a few others that do that. You do single rider. You're not there with anybody else and you can it's faster than the lightning lanes. It's faster than the walk up lanes. Um, my husband went to I went to go um, chill out for a while and my husband wanted to do screaming. I had been relaxing for maybe five minutes in these back and I'm like, oh no, it's down. He's like, no, I got right on, did the ride, came back. <laughs> so the, if there is a single rider line and you really don't care if you ride with your friends, do it because you can do all those high end rides you want a lot faster and a lot more often if you're willing to be flexible.
0: All right. Well that so I sounds like so far the tricks we have are more or less legit depending on the time of the day, but that's good. All right, now next one up has to do with the fast passes, which I know we've talked about before. So the two things that I read here were you can hold them for both parks and you can also get new ones every couple hours. So I think the second one might be false, but what about well, the Well that was true.
1: That was but fast passes do not exist anymore. They went that's away okay. last year, December. Now what they have is this thing called lightning lanes. So on your phone, if you want to do a lightning lane, which is not every ride, but any any rides that normally have big lines, you can do a lightning lane. Here's the downside. They all cost. The cheapest lightning uh, lane was $3. Okay. If you want to do Rise of the Resistance and skip the line, it will cost you $20 a person on top of Of the ticket you paid for.
0: Good god.
1: Oh, yes. Now that as soon as I can get a few moments to myself, there's going to be a few um roasting vlogs because I know Disney is a cash grab. I have no illusions. I know Disney is a for-profit company, but I'm gonna tell you that this genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes. The amount of money I spent, because I experimented, I, I went with it with an open mind. Okay, let's try it this way, this way, because this, I was there several days. And the amount of money that they got off of me for me to be able to do things, and I'm not even going to go into today on some of the things that they do to inflate the ride times so that you're more willing to spend that kind of money. But it is my biggest disappointment in Disney right now. We used to have free fast passes. Right. And now it's a, oh, you want to get on Peter Pan? Five bucks. Oh, you want to get on Rise of the Resistance? 20 bucks. You want to get on Spider-Man? Seven bucks. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Spider-Man ride in the Avengers Campus is not worth it. It is Toy Story Mania with a different overslick on it. It was exactly the same track the same cars just doled up to be spider-man and um it really upset me it was the laziest ride i'd ever seen
0: you heard it first there's an an extra bonus trick right there to not do all right the next one here says go to fantasyland right at open or after fireworks because it has to do with the amount of limited or the less wait time to get on the ride so is that still true to this day
1: that is absolutely true. Now, um, they, they haven't really been doing a lot with the magic mornings, which used to be they would open an hour early. And if you had a multi-day pass or you were staying at one of the hotels, you could go this day would be Disneyland, this day would be California Adventure. They're slowly bringing those back, I've heard. Um, but if you're an annual pass holder like me, you don't get a magic morning. But it, it's a pet peeve of mine for years. You know, I spend hundreds of dollars every year and I don't get it, but okay, fine. But um, Fantasyland in general, except for Peter Pan has some of the smallest rides after fireworks because they close Fantasyland up when they do the fireworks. So as soon as they drop it where everyone else might be going to the e-ticket rides, go to Fantasyland first thing in the morning. While there's parades going on, any ride, um, you're more likely to get on a ride faster, quicker, and easier if there's a parade going on or a show going on. I mean, I think I did Pirates of the Caribbean like three times in a row during a phantasmic three years ago.
0: All right, well, there you go. And I guess it makes sense. I mean, when everyone's doing one thing, that's when you sneak off to kind of, you know. When
1: they're there, you go there.
0: And now everybody will go there and now it won't be any good yeah everybody...
1: no no that's that's been that's been a trick of of disneyland for at least 20 years and i'm going to tell you so many people still don't do it it's the same with you know when the ropes drop instead of going to tomorrowland where everyone tends to go first start the other way you still uh, will see okay. the majority of people go towards tomorrowland first because we all go right going left or north it, it just, you're more likely to get what you want earlier.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Take it from a pro. We trust you. All right. Next one up. Speaking of the fireworks show, they're saying the best place to view is as close to the castle as possible. True or false?
1: That used to be true. Okay. But a few years ago, I want to say it was 2018, maybe. Yes. 2018. They changed the show um so in Disneyland they had more their fireworks and their shows had more things going on so what they started doing in 2018 is they projected onto all the buildings on Main Street okay and onto the castle itself so the fireworks are going on but you also have characters and dancing and you, you get the music. So the actual best place for fireworks right now, this moment, is actually closer to the train station.
0: Oh. All right. Well.
1: Because you can see anything and everything that's going on.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Speaking of that as well, if there are two showings of any particular show or parade, they're telling you to go to the second one. Um, yes why is that
1: because more people with young children will be going to the earlier ones more often than not and so the later ones you will have slightly less competition because usually when they have two shows the second one's going to be sometime after 10 p.m. you're less likely to have kids you'll have less people in the park that you have to fight with um so you have a better shot of seeing it and enjoying it um It does get a little crazy, and I would like to just tell everyone on the universe, listen, when you're watching the parade, be mindful of the people around you. I cannot tell you how many times I'm in my wheelchair, and some dad puts their kid on their shoulders, and all I get to watch the entire parade is some kid's butt. Be mindful of the people around you. I watched World of Color that way the very first time. I was so annoyed.
0: I'm sorry. There's jokes there that we just can't say live. on Yes, on I television, know. But,
1: yeah. but it, it just, it's one of those things that when you're mindful of it and we're all here to watch, we all want to watch. Everyone's got a kid or an adult that maybe has never seen it before. You know, being kind and being compassionate will absolutely make the experience better for everybody. So just, you know, stop being hogs.
0: There you go. Well said. All right. Another one here. Stores are open an hour after closing. Now, I think you've brought this up before and told me about this because you were able to go back in and sweep through and grab a bunch of stuff. I have
1: done that on more than one occasion. I have been the last person out of the stores. Um, And I'm going to tell you right now that I do feel bad for the staff cuz there's been times where all of a sudden you realize you don't hear a lot of talking around you and it's like oh my god honey it's just you and I we better leave these poor people want to go home and so it just absolutely take advantage of that hour afterwards but don't straggle too much past that you know look for what you want get it and go because these people have homes and having watched these poor people walk to the bus stations or to the Uber lift pickups and they look exhausted, and they probably been working 8 to 10, 12-hour days. Um, again, be mindful. Be compassionate. Those cast members are people, too. And they don't get paid nearly enough for what we put them through.
0: Right. Which, actually, I did a thing on that a while ago, so I know exactly what you mean. Um, all right, last one here is obvious. Download the apps before you go. That's kind of just for anything because it's going to have it's all actually the info. It's
1: mandatory now. You can't do anything without the app. Because there's mobile ordering of your food, which I highly recommend. You need your you need the app. You need to be logged in. You have your tickets in there. As a matter of fact, when I went to go um, and get my new annual pass, they they went through and they put it, and they're like, "Oh, well, you don't get a physical pass anymore. Everything's on your phone." I'm like, "I don't get a physical pass." So I go to buy something. I have to show my phone so they can swipe it. I you know uh, I'm using the Lightning Lane. I have to show my phone so they can swipe it everything's on your phone whether you do the free genie whether you do the lightning lanes whether you do the genie plus if you're doing photos and you have a photo pass if you are um oh my god it's like everything now is on your phone you cannot operate in the park without that app it's no longer an option i will say you know it's kind of a thing now where you see everyone looking at their phones it's one of my complaints when I was there a couple of weeks ago. Is everyone's like, <laughs> I mean, we're all just beating our phones. It's like, come on, tell me what time? Because, you know, I mean, I went through three backup batteries for my phone in one 12-hour a day. Because it just sucks the life out of you. So take 10- lots. And lots of batteries with you.
0: Or those what is those Wi-Fi charger thing you just put in your. Pa- I don't know. Um... yes.
1: Whatever it is, make sure you do it. They have improved the Wi-Fi, but you have to um, but you have to um, constantly rehook up to their Wi-Fi because it loses you all the time. And I saw the message that, yes, It is a pain in the butt if you don't have a smartphone. And that was actually my complaint, too, is my mother has a flip phone. And how is she supposed to do everything? And I actually saw one answer to a question about, well, you know, someone in the party will have a smartphone. I I just, you know, for a place that tends to be very inclusive and tries really hard to deal with people of a variety of disabilities and issues and try to make it as much fun as humanly possible, considering the circumstances. Um, The fact that now, if you don't have a smartphone, oh, and I had to hunt around to get maps, because I collect the maps. They didn't have the maps at the front anymore. They said it was a COVID thing. But if you go to customer service, either at the Chamber of Commerce or at City Hall, you can get copies of your maps. But, you know, um, it, it just it's one of those things that there's a lot of people out there that this is going to be difficult. These are right. the people who then have to stand in line for their um, for their food as opposed to doing the mobile ordering. Because right. when you do the mobile ordering, you order your food. You say, I'm here. It goes, ding, your food is ready. Please go to spot six. Pick up the food. And it's really great because you can also put in all your allergies and everything else and get it customized the way you want.
0: Oh, there you go. Okay.
1: So it's fabulous. But everybody else, if you and and I did see those people, I saw those people with the non-smartphones waiting in line to get food, waiting in line for everything because they could not take advantage of any of the things. You know, you want to see a character. Well, you got to go look and see where they're going to be because it's still kind of the selfie character where the character's behind you and you either do a selfie or they do a formal picture, but there's still a distance between you and the character. Um, there's so many things without that smartphone. I could not imagine doing Disneyland without my smartphone. And that makes me a little sad.
0: <laughs> I, you know, after, it's just after everything you just said, I can't imagine doing that either without a smartphone or smart anything for that matter. No, really? Are they that smart? I'm just kidding. Um, that's a different topic. That's
1: a whole nother issue.
0: That's another issue. All right. So wrapping up, we're going to do a couple articles on the resorts around there. This one actually is to me a lot because I'm doing a lot of yoga meditation recently. If you're staying at the hotels near California Adventure, they now have workout classes that you can take before the mm-hmm. park opens. Some of your choices are power walking, which is a 60 minute walk. Boot camp, which is a 45-minute kind of high-intensity interval training, which I've done before. That is a pain in the ass. It might make you feel good afterwards, but you feel horrible right after you're done. They have an obstacle course you can do, they have yoga, and they also have pool-related ones where you're actually doing yoga on floaties in the pool, and hopefully you don't fall in and get wet. Um, depending on the price, some range at 25 bucks per session, some are higher. The only rule is you have to be staying at the hotel to do it. The only two things I would say here, obviously, it's great that they're experiencing that. And this kind of goes to the Pokemon Go thing, too, about how their rule is, well, we want you to go outside and do stuff. I have no problem with people doing exercise. I do it at home. I'd love to go back and go out for my hikes like I used to. The only concern I would have, and they probably have this under control, I'm not saying they don't, is is right now really the best time to promote that at the moment if you're already going to be staying there that's one thing. Is if you're already kind of checked in and everybody there is is clean and healthy and everything, cool. But if you're going there to do that and you're not necessarily, you know, you haven't been staying at the hotel for a while, is that really pleasurable to do? Now obviously I
1: wouldn't do that right now personally. I prefer, you know, the the in my home I I wouldn't go to a gym. I wouldn't I mean I, I went to Disneyland. God help me. Um, but I, it just, and and I get it. Uh, we tend to stay in hotels with, with some semblance of a gym um, because that way, if any of us want to work out, although I don't know, walking around Disneyland, power walking after walking for eight hours in Disneyland? No offense. Power are Power walking crazy?
0: Before walking for eight hours in Disneyland.
1: Oh! I, I guess that's the warm-up. But, you know, if you're into it, that's fine. I'm just not, um, I, I'm not going there. I'm not going to any hotel at Disneyland. Oh, look, at these amenities. I can do this, this, and this. Yes, but you're also paying, you know, $1,000 a night to start at Grand California.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's something that most hotels would have like any even apartment building's like when we were in Thousand Oaks and we had it the gym came with it so we weren't paying any extra that was one of our right. amenities that we had and that's fine i personally never use it that's just you know obviously you you know me that's just the thing but generally you're right you don't necessarily go on vacation to do that people do do that and that's fine and really you can do that on your lanai you can do that in your room i mean you can do right. your exercises from your your hotel room It is a good idea. It probably should have been implemented a while ago just for just general health. Well,
1: I'm going to tell you that Disney California, um, um, Grand California Hotel, uh, I do know people who've stayed there. I do know people who who saved up and stayed there. It is not worth the money in my humble opinion. You know, if I won a trip, I wouldn't say no to it, but I would never pay for those prices. And so there's a little bit of... They Because so many of the um, amenities have gone away over the years, especially like uh, if you were staying at one of the three Disneyland hotels, you could actually have anything you purchase be sent to your room. Oh, okay. You actually did not have to carry bags around with you. They stopped that. They say because of COVID, and I kind of get that. But... Um, you, you know they're they're trying to add more and more things so that it feels like it's worth it to stay there. But then they're charging for those more and more things. So personally, I don't see I don't see the big deal about that. I don't I don't see how that's an added attraction. I don't see how that's something I'd want to do. Um, I'm just like eh.
0: All right, all right. Well, the next article here I definitely don't care about. But apparently, if you are football fans you will want to be there this weekend because lucky for you, they're going to be covering the entire Super Bowl all weekend, all throughout Disneyland Resort. Um, They Mm. have things such as the coverages, you know, the, the, uh, the announcers are going to be, you know, they're going to be flashing everything over the place. We know that this year we apparently are lucky to have it. I don't give a damn about anything sports, but that's just me. But apparently our SoFi stadium will be holding it this year with the Rams and the, uh, playing the Bengals. Um, But Disneyland is taking full advantage. Now, this is not surprising. I don't know if I've done this before. This is not surprising though, but really this again, just like you said, you you know, you wouldn't pay for the the extra amenities if you wanted to go on this particular weekend, but you hate football, you're kind of screwed only because Disneyland, because ESPN is obviously, you know, they're all a big jumble together. ESPN is like, hey, we're going to take advantage of this and flash it everywhere. It's probably not going to be as bad as the article making it sound, but again, if the entire, and again, think about it, it's also Valentine's weekend because Valentine's Day is on Monday, so it's like, if you're trying to go to Disneyland, you're going to have an enjoyable one, you know, with your spouse, with your friends, whatever, and lo and behold, you get there and there's football everywhere, I'd probably hightail it out and be like, oh, I'm taking a loss on my tickets and I'm going home, because It's ridiculous to think that, yes, I get it, it's one of their companies and they have the right to do that, but why do it there when ESPN has plenty of locations in LA that can do the same thing?
1: Well, I think that what they're gonna do is in the hotel rooms and in the conference rooms and all that, they're probably gonna have big screens up so that you can go and watch the game in their bars. They're gonna turn their bars into sports bars, I'm sure. Now, as for the park, they're probably going to have some extra pins, some extra paraphernalia. They've really been pushing that the last couple of years where you can get Mickey dressed in your favorite, you know, Major League Baseball or football or basketball in their jerseys. And you can buy a pin like that. And that's all fine and good. I I will tell you they're going to focus more on the love in the park because they love Valentine's Day in the park. I'm not sure I would go to the park during Valentine's Day because there's a lot of people that are going to be all woohoo, you know. um,
0: (laughs) That's for the. There's going to be too
1: many people there this weekend, so I don't know if I would go anyway. But yeah, I I I I don't know. It's not one of those theme days that I'd go for, you know. I I would do you know a lot of the other holidays. I love the Lunar New Year. I love Halloween. I've not been there yet for an Easter, but give me a chance. Um.
0: <laughs> well, apparently it's the wrong animal. They're not rabbits. They're mice. So what are you going to do? Um, they, they need like a Bugs Bunny character to come by. I don't know. They can't do that, can they? Um, okay. So the last one here, and this actually kind of goes into everything we just talked about, was the Disneyland is doing great. Everything's happening. But because everything's happening, they're having big issues with having to take care of everything. So like you just like we were talking about the long lines before we're talking about the busy schedule, we're talking about the underpaid employees. So with success, and the, the title of the article literally said with success comes ruin and nobody should be shocked because this is what happens to any big business. I mean, look at Apple, look at, you know, let's say Microsoft, look at any of them. They're all profitable and none of them are out of business, but everybody who does what they do and they do it on a big scale, they're going to have crappy issues. And it's funny that you talked about the smartphone thing because think about it. How many times has your phone shut down regularly and you don't know why? And it's because Apple's like, oh, too many people are on the phone. we got to close it down. Give us an hour. We'll boot it back up after. So why is it then that no matter what Disney does badly, we're still dishing out the the love and the money?
1: i will tell you that right now there is an actual huge movement both on reddit and outside because a lot of disney fans will buy stock in disney and so that makes them shareholders and a letter was sent out because it is time for bob chapik's renewal nobody no disney fan that i am aware of and i'm talking all of the little subgroups that i talk to Everyone's like, Bob has to go. We miss Bob Iger. He made some missteps, but he was not this dumb. And because Bob Chapek is, everything's a money grab. Everything he's doing is, it is now priced Disneyland out for the average family. And it, it just, I still love Disney. There's I was able to, like, I, I won't go into everything that went wrong on my trip, but I learned, okay, on day two, that's not working. I'm going to do it this way. And I stuck with, I, I tried things. I was like, okay, this food is delicious. I'm going to stick with, with I, I'm going to tell you, the the casual dining food was fabulous. These uh-huh. sit down dinners, every single one of them disappointed me. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay 50 bucks a head for lettuce that should have been thrown out two days ago. And I really think that Chapik, who he's made several bad choices, um, fighting the the raise for all the employees, actually went to court and convinced a judge that they should be excluded from the Anaheim, um, Anaheim minimum wage. And the judge bought it. So if you work for Disneyland, you can get paid less than anybody else in Anaheim. And then there's the fact that he's the one who brought the lightning passes. He's the one who I'm all for the having to do the reservation system with the idea that they're trying to monitor and control. I'm okay with that in general. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay with the fact that I bought an annual pass. Now, I don't have the Uber one where you have zero blockade dates where they end up having blockout dates because they can't book these dates they can't book these dates in advance and i'm sorry but if you paid 1100 dollars for a ticket they should be allowed to go 365 days out of the year i'm sorry they paid that much money i only paid 600 i'm fine with it but i normally would go for a week I'd get there Sunday night. I'd go in Sunday night. We go into the park and then Saturday morning we'd leave. And I've been doing that for over 10 years. Almost 20. (laughs) Actually, I've been doing that for 20 years. And that's kind of how our trips have been with occasional short trips. This time I got there. I couldn't go into the park on Sunday because I couldn't do a reservation for Sunday. So. Because I wanted to maximize my reservations and I can only have four days reserved. Now, on Monday, I could then say, okay, I also want to go on Friday, but I'm taking a chance. What if I can't do Friday? What if they've already sold out, which of course they didn't? I went in the slow time. So I can only book Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We went to Universal Studios on Friday and they got all my money on Friday because Disney said, nope, mm, nope, 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 nope. No. So I paid $600 for a ticket, went four days. I'm gonna have to, you know, go a couple more times to make my ticket worthwhile. And yes, I do plan on doing so, but right. um, yeah, probably. But it's just, it's gotten to the point where it's, um, wow, well, this was really hard. And I don't even get me into trying to get reservations for food. Because their whole system is now broken, and I'm not going to lie, it is. And that's all thanks to Bob's choices. Bob Chapwit, not Bob, Bob Iger. And all these choices he made to maximize the profit. Well, now you have cast members who've been there for decades, and you treat them like crap. You have guests who've gone there. I mean, I've been going to Disneyland since 1985. Disney World since 1971. And you're making it harder for me to go. You're making it harder for me to be happy. Uh, some of your, your stuff you sell has gotten cheap and crappy. So I get it. You're a for profit company. And and you you guys are making money hand over fist. Now, Stop gouging us.
0: Yeah, no, and this, you know, one reason why I Stop using what I use, cancel some of my subscriptions, not not strictly just Disney wise, just generally, because there's just there's no point. I mean, if I want to enjoy myself on a day to day basis and feel good about me, I need to put my money into things that give me back what I need. And whether it's, you know, strictly sticking it to my bills, my groceries, whatever that's what I'm going to do. You know, the the one company that hasn't really let me down as far as selling wise was Amazon, because Amazon gets you what I need fairly quickly and fairly good price. They may not have the best working services, and that's something I can't talk about because I don't know personally, but that's one thing that I will keep on because they get me what I need to do. But other than them, there's very few companies that I will say, oh, I'm behind you 100% because you're not. I love my, my Apple phone. It hasn't let me down. Once in a while, you're kind of like, "Why is it so slow? Why is it whatever?" Do I hate Apple? No. Do I wish it worked all the time? Of course I do. Um, you know, it just and I can go Well, on you notice far, that you know, we
1: don't have visionaries in charge of these companies anymore, right? When you have now, I'm not saying that Disney didn't want to make money. Dear God, yes, he did. Um, but. When you have someone who's in charge of a company that they're more concerned about the profit and less concerned about the quality,
0: right?
1: You get that with Tim Cook at Apple. You get that with Bob Chapek at Disney. You see this all over the place where you don't have people who are in it for the fans. And the problem is, is that I dropped thousands of dollars, and it wasn't until I got there where it was like, um, I'm sorry.
0: Right. You know, it's like,
1: well, I can never do that again. Nope, never doing that again. That, no. There's a whole bunch of things that, now I will tell you, there's a bunch of things that went right and were fabulous. And there's a bunch of things I'm never going to do again. And um, it, it, I just, it's not worth it.
0: Well, that went downhill fast. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Um, But I will continue to go to Disneyland, but I'm going to do it my way. And Bob's going to get as little money as I possibly can. And I'm going to go back to back when um, I had no choice but to do lots of cost-cutting measures. And Disney will get less money and more of the things around Disneyland. The companies around Disneyland are going to get a hell of a lot more money than Disney will.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, like the article said, success comes ruin, and that goes for anybody. In this case, we are talking Disney, obviously, but just keep yeah. in mind when you guys are going Oh, we out see that with small, many of them. Yeah, and when, when you guys go out and do stuff, just keep in mind what you're doing and what you're putting through. I'm not talking specifically, you know, workers' rights. I don't know much about that, so I can't speak on that right now, but generally speaking, for your own sake, like for me, for her, when you're putting your money into something, just make sure you're getting the... The hundred percent you're supposed to be getting out of it, and if you don't, just like she said, tweak the system, do it in ways that work for you. And if you have to miss out on something, it's better to miss out than to be sitting there going, "Why the you know f did I just you know do that?" So before we get too yelling and screaming here, we will cut it off because you know us, we have a. I still
1: love this. Disney. I still yeah. love much about Disney. So and,
0: and it, I will say this every time I say something bad about something people assume that I hate the thing I like the things that I like from the companies the, the general idea of what of what they do is fine 80% of it's cool there's a big 20% maybe 75% is cool I don't know. But there's a big chunk of it that is just not cool. That's the part I don't like. I will watch movies. I will buy little toys. I will do whatever. That's about as much as I'm going to put into the Disney for me. So, Bob, you can whatever. And I will. And like she said, I will give you the what I can, and that's all you're going to get from me. Uh, Which she probably doesn't care because we're only two people. But anyway. um, All right, guys. So, thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad we got her on again because, again, these Disney ones are not the same without you. So, we will have more insight from the – park queen herself at a later date. We'll get her on soon. Hopefully we'll get her back tomorrow until next time, guys. Uh, enjoy what we're doing. If you haven't yet, subscribe over Disney verse podcast and Disney librarian and the other one that the, the uh, Mark
1: 42 <laughs> universe.
0: I'm just going to make you say it from now on. Cause I'm never going to remember that. Um, we're going to
1: have a Valentine's day show coming up uh, this weekend. So it'll be fabulous.
0: There you go. And if you haven't yet already uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitter. And for everybody here, we love you. You are worthy. Have a fun. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Blah, stay healthy. Stay happy. I can say words. And may the force be with you all.